Hi guys, so I'm Ria. I'm the president of WIB, co-president of WIB, and today we have a really special guest. We have Chloe, and she will begin to introduce herself. Yeah, hey there. My name is Chloe Jenkins. I am an area manager for Amazon out in San Diego, California. I graduated in 2021 from Purdue. I was the president of WIB um, my junior year. Before that, I was a professional development director. And then actually my very last year, I'm jumping all over the place, my senior year, I was the Brock Wilson um, Center Fembassador that got to work side and side with WIB. Yeah, so she's been super involved with WIB. I don't know what my WIB experience would be without her. Um, <laughs> she's been there since I was since I joined when I was in freshman year. And so she's been a super great role model and shaping, you know, how the current exec board is working out. And she actually introduced mm-hmm. what you guys know as the point system. And we are still using that. So you know, <laughs> thanks, Chloe, for that. Um, but yeah, awesome. so... The point of this podcast is just to introduce Chloe to Wib or for anyone who doesn't know her. She is a rock star. She's been so involved in everything from Purdue to um, even Wib, Wib, Women in Business. And just she's just super great. So um, I want to start off by asking you, like, who are you? Who is Chloe? How would you define yourself? Definitely. And just to go backwards, because she was just being so flattering for me <laughs> um by the way Rhea we I don't know if you remember this we took 288 together mm-hmm. and this was a coding intro to python class which I have literally no experience in and I struggled right from the beginning and it wasn't like I wasn't putting in the work people okay I was reading the book <laughs> I was going to office hours I was reaching out to the TAs and I was like I'm still this is just isn't clicking for me and Rhea was kind enough to literally meet me in the Craner basement and helping with my coding assignments. So I'm so appreciative of her, of her. And um and then I got to then boss her around come, you know, Wednesday web meetings and ask her <laughs> if she had gotten things done for the team when I had literally been taking all of her time outside of class to help me. Oh my God, so no. <laughs> real rocks. And um also it is just so cool that your team is even doing this podcast. Um Sonia, who I've gotten to communicate with a little bit, who is just leading this project. I'm just so taken back on what a great idea this is. Um and I'm just so proud of WIP and how you guys have developed in literally just the past six uh, six months since I haven't been there. It's so cool to see the lives that you guys are changing, seriously. Um, so who, who am I? Um, I would say I'm a connector. I'm just super passionate about connecting with people and learning, like, what is your why and what you do and what is your why behind life? Um, I'm super relational and I'm really energetic. I really love filling my time with um, being outdoors and going on coffee dates and cooking. All right, cool. Follow. What's your favorite coffee order? Oh, okay. So I'm a black coffee drinker. Okay. On most days. Me so too. Like that, bean, that bean is super important to me. Um, throwing some shade at Starbucks. I am not into their bean. Like I think the black coffee from Starbucks, that Pike Place roast, is not great. Um, but if it's a treat yourself day, I'm gonna get a turmeric latte. I really enjoy those. Oh my god, I've never had one. Yes, really it. good. They have um, some great turmeric lattes at our nearby like local coffee shops here in uh, Carlsbad, California. Um, so on those days that I have off, you'll see me biking there to a local coffee shop in the morning. <laughs> okay, I will definitely be trying a turmeric latte wherever I can find it. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so what was your journey like in college? How did you find your passion? If you guys don't know, I mean, she already mentioned it. She works at Amazon right now in operations. And so how did what like in college led you up to knowing that that's something that you wanted to get into? Oh, that's a good question. So um, freshman year, I like wanted to get involved in everything. I think coming from high school where you could be involved in everything and time management not really be a big deal. I thought I could do the same in college. So I was like in a sorority, I was doing business clubs like WIB and Rising Professionals, I was doing volunteer clubs like Best Buddies, I was leading all these school projects, um, I was, you know, attending all these out- office hours and obviously wanting to do well, that was the purpose I went to college, right? But I just got super burnt out super quick. Um, I was spending money through Friday at the library and I was kind of lacking, um, building genuine friendships but looking back I having been so academically focused I had great professional experiences like in WIV I got to go to Harvard and the Big Ten Women in Business Conferences um that were completely paid for by Purdue so so many and I was just um really improving my networking skills and so just improving my confidence, being able to walk up to a recruiter um, and have a conversation and ask them questions and even look them in the eye and shake their hand. There were so many great things coming from being academically focused. But once again, I was just really lacking genuine friendships. And so when I look back at my college journey, if I could change one thing, it would have been go back to freshman and sophomore year, Chloe, and really see, you know, where am I investing in my lifelong assets, like my family and my faith and my friendships. And so I was lucky to have that realization because come sophomore year, when I actually moved into my sorority house, um, I met some really genuine friends who really wanted to get to know me and invested in me and allowed me to, um, oh, just like let my hair down for a second and (laughs) and have some fun, whether that be just you know, going out to dinner or going to um, a campus ministry weekly meeting where were things I had just never been exposed to. And you later ask, you know, like, where did I find my passion within like my journey at college? And it was actually through those genuine friendships that I was exposed to, like I had just said, this weekly campus ministry. I was a Christian community who really just asked, questions you know what does it look like to know god what does it look like to follow jesus things i hadn't um ever questioned before um and through that i now found my new purpose in life and after finding my purpose i then got to conjoin it with my passion for people so my passion for connecting with people as well as my purpose um allowed me to stumble upon i just love seeing people grow and develop and get excited and motivated about their ambitions and so WIB was just a perfect channel for that. I got to provide resources to women that just allowed them to grow their confidence and allow them to reach their full potential about where they previously would have thought they couldn't be before. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely know that it's really important to find that delicate balance between maintaining, a, you know, good grades and things like that in college, but also, like you said, letting your hair down. Yeah. Um, at least for me, I know personally, like if I am, if I study just way too much for like two weeks straight, eventually that's going to lead to a short term form of burnout where it's actually not going to benefit me and my grades will be affected because at some point I'll just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I'll be like way too social 
and it'll affect my grades. So for me, it's finding that perfect balance of work hard, but also play hard kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's, and it's different for everyone. I know that some people can just really dive into their academics and kind of tune everything else out before they realize it's too late or vice versa. Some people just put ba- academics on the back burner until they realize, oh my God, I need to get an internship. I need to get a job. What was I doing for the last two to three years? So I know it's really different for everyone, but you kind of figure out what that means for you and then you find success within that. So and also going off that, I love that you brought that up because I think that you recognize it's different for each person. And yeah. so something I also still do now and I'm trying to work on, but I especially did in college was that game of comparison because what the balance yeah. is for someone else is going to be so different than what the balance is for me. So I'm seeing these people, you know, in college or even here at work in the workplace. Oh my gosh, you can grind out 60 hours a week and still come back super energetic, super filled, like super on top of it. Like how the frick can you do that? And it's like, what works for them is going to be different than what works for me. And also look at, you know, their lives, each of our lives are so much different. You know, are you a mother? Are you a sister? Are you a daughter? What else are you involved in? Whether it be in, you know, WIB or your other extracurriculars. So I love that you brought that up because I think, um, yeah, comparison can really be a thief of happiness for sure. I think going off of that, I think LinkedIn is such a great tool, but it is also some of the most damaging thing, at least for me, to my mental health, yeah. especially when I was in the phase of looking for an internship, looking for a job. I found it so difficult because of that game of comparison, like you mentioned, of what, like asking myself, why am I not where they are? right Mm. and you have to just realize it's your own path everyone has their own time and like this is what I did I deleted LinkedIn for two months because when I was looking for an internship and I was seeing and I was so happy for the people that had it don't get me wrong but it is something that you look at and you're like oh but I don't have one and it didn't help me in any way it didn't help me I'm sure for some people it's um it makes them more motivated to work harder and find them but it actually is the opposite for me it kind of pushes me down and and then you get into your head and you have things like imposter syndrome like oh like if they got that then how am I going to get that you know things like that you just compare and so I want to just say like if LinkedIn or any social media in general is making you feel uncomfortable with your path in life like feel free to disconnect for a few weeks few months even a few days and see how it makes you feel so just want to touch that touch on that a little bit Rhea that is such great advice that is such great (laughs) great advice because whether you were on LinkedIn and seeing all of those things like how was that going to change your current situation it wasn't you know what you were being exposed to was only going to be more detrimental so thank you so much for sharing that I learned something from that so kind of going in with that how did you deal with imposter syndrome or how do you deal with it currently I know that for a lot of people it's a lifelong issue it's not just something they go through in yeah. college or high school so do you have any advice for that and how do you deal with that right so imposter system and oh, excuse me tongue <laughs> imposter syndrome so doubting our skills yeah with the fear of failure mm-hmm. um so I think for me once again like you said it's not something we're going to learn once it's going to be continual continuously learning um I for me it's gaining humility more and more each day you know first of all why am I fearing failure Well, for me, it's because I am fearful of others' acceptance and I'm fearful of other people's opinions. 
And so I need to gain greater humility in understanding, okay, what is the outcome if I fail in front of someone else? Okay, they they may think less of my skill set and you know what okay so it's, and it's, you can build asking, on that right and asking the why after each question that I'm fearful of okay so why why do why do I care so much about what other other people think about my feel my failure yeah. you know it's because I am craving that acceptance and um that praise I honestly that yeah. praise from others and that just um, honestly comes down to a pride issue. So I think it's really just getting down to the root cause. Why do you fear failure? And also, women do this all the time. There's statistics behind this. I know we've all heard this, that, you know, looking at a job ap- application, if we don't hit 100% of those requirements, like we're more than unlikely going to, um, we're more than likely not going to apply for that job. And I think I just started to ask the question, well, why not? (laughs) Like if I apply and I don't get it, okay. Okay. You don't get it. At least you tried. Yeah. So for me, it's just gaining humility and then getting down to really the root cause of why do I fear failure? Me, It's because I fear not having that acceptance and I really just need to take a step back and look at, okay, well, it's going to affect me next week or is it going to affect me in five years? I think when you said what you said about um, your need to get praised mm. and mm-hmm. that that affects your how you feel about yourself. I really related to that because I feel like for me, imposter syndrome, how I define it for myself is the lack of progress. So I'm not necessarily scared of failure or setbacks. I'm more mm. scared that I'm going to be stagnant and I'm not going to be moving forward. And so and that I'm not good enough to move forward. So it's like you know, that kind of sticky situation where maybe like, even like, for example, like when um, I was recommended for president for WIB, I said, like, why me? Like, there's so many other better people for this, right? And then I have to be told multiple times, like, no, why not you? You are good. You do have these qualities or skills or whatever. And even at my internship this summer, every week, the call with my manager kind of went the same way. I started off the call with, I could have done X, Y, and Z better. And he would say, like, you did X, Y, and Z good. I don't know what you're talking about. I've heard only good, like, good things from everyone around you. And then every week I was kind of needing that praise to get over it. And then towards the middle of the summer, I was like, I don't even know if this is leaving a good impression. I feel like I should be confident in my skills so that other people are confident in my skills. If I'm doubting yeah. myself, that'll only lead other people to doubt myself. So that's how it is for me. But Yeah. <laughs> And I so love that you also share that because it's actually uh, since then I've also sh- also shared with me, like Chloe, when you say, "Does that make sense?" After oh, you yeah. explain something, every listener is then doubting what you just confirmed. Yeah, that's so, true. So end your statement with confidence. Yeah. And so I just love that you brought that up because that's something that I am continuing to learn is mm-hmm. that when I doubt myself that also <laughs> I'm not wearing a mask. I mean, yes, yes, yes I'm wearing a mask, but my, <laughs> my tone does not wear a mask. Other people are then going to recognize that doubt in myself. Great call out. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, a lot of women also say sorry more than they should. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Don't say sorry for small things. Cause I've noticed yeah. men in the room don't do that as much as females do or like women do. So keep an eye on that when you say sorry too much. 
Um, okay, so moving on, what do you think your biggest mistake was in your opinion during college? Um, do you think it kind of it goes back to not having that work-life balance in college? Um, if you want to add to that, otherwise, I have a few more questions for you, so I can move on to those as well. Yeah, definitely. It was just my freshman and sophomore year, and I'm just so thankful that I was given the opportunity um, to recognize come sophomore year that I wasn't investing in those friendships as much as I um, wish I would have. So yeah, just on investing in those friendships and um, looking at the things um, in life that were going to be lifelong assets, like I talked about, they were going to be my faith and my family and my health. And I was just not looking um, at those as priority. So definitely. So you mentioned that you're an area manager at Amazon right now. So what makes you a great leader and what qualities do you possess that makes you successful at your job and even something that you wish you could do better within the next, what are your goals also for this role within the next few months? Yeah, for sure. So being a manager in Amazon operations especially means that you always have a task in front of you. Like you have something that needs to be done in the next five minutes, the next 10 minutes or within like the next hour. So I work at a delivery station. So we are sending out, I can't give exact numbers, but 10, 15, 20,000 packages a day. And um, as you can imagine, that means there's always a next step that needs to be taken. And so there's a lot of time constraints is my bottom line. And with that really provides a barrier to build relationships. I found the right when I came in, it was really hard to get to know people, sit down and have genuine conversations and get to know them when I had so many things in front of me that I needed to do in order for the operation to be successful. And so what I've come to find in order to overcome that is I need to delegate tasks a lot better. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I have all of these tasks in front of me, but I can't sit down with my direct rapport and have a professional development um, meeting because I have these things to get done. But no, that requires delicacy. Looking at your other teammates that are in the room, there's people that here that want to support you. Delegate what you need to do then so that you can invest in your teammate. Um, so that was definitely something that I had to learn and just being relational. I think we all know this, that your relationships in the workplace are going to take you so much farther than even your, um, for me, operational successes. So that's something um, our, our leadership characteristic that I really had to learn here at Amazon something that I want to grow in is servant leadership because mm-hmm. I think we all can really preach oh being a servant leader being a servant leader like get in the barracks with your teammates mm-hmm. or those de- people that are reporting to you um, get on um, just into their tasks and you're being a servant leader by doing that but there is such a difference between supporting someone and serving someone supporting someone is helping them to get that task done but serving one ser- someone is taking away their work mm. and so that their life is now easier like there is a huge difference and I have honestly really struggled being a servant leader and I it's funny I prided myself in servant leadership I was like oh I'm never I'm never a leader that looks at themselves as above others or that they're not capable of doing the job of those that are reporting to them but I also did fail to recognize well as a leader you have different responsibilities and you actually have um, you know tasks on top of what they already have to do yeah. so in order to be a servant leader you have to get done everything that is expected of you and then you also have to 
serve those that are on your team and take away work for them. So it requires a lot more work than I had imagined before. So that's something that I'm trying to grow in. And um, something that I'm just so appreciative of, maybe with the last leadership characteristics that I'll mention here on the podcast, is um, just diverse thought. And I think it's so easy to come to become complacent and to stick to the status quo and to continue doing the same process that everyone has done because it's been successful. It comes to routine. Yes. And if it's been successful, why would you change it? But then that's when there's no opportunity for improvement when you um, continue to become complacent. And so Amazon preaches it and I've um, definitely have fallen into becoming complacent and it, um, I failed because of it but um yeah just remembering that there's always opportunity for improvement and when you come upon problems that you haven't dealt with before it's okay to have answers that no one's tried before and if you failed I mean that's an that's the answer in itself okay I've never tried this before and I tried once I know not to do it again right that's super insightful I will definitely be taking that servant leadership um, mentality moving further moving on with this semester with um, my leadership and that's super like interesting and I definitely have a lot to consider now Um, but I'm I'm curious you became an area manager and you were responsible of however many people on your team as a newly grad so I'm curious to know what that was like you know when you're you have a superior or superior like position. I don't want to use that word, but yeah, yeah. you have the I you have the responsibility to, you know, be responsible for a certain amount of people. What was that like being like 21, 22 and you're yeah. people that are maybe older than you, have been working at Amazon for longer than you? What was that like? No, for sure. It was super hard coming in. Um, because not only were there people that were definitely older than me and still are older than me that report to me, um, but they all have so much more experience. Yeah. And so something that is great about Amazon operations that people are promoted within. And so that was a huge barrier for me because I was also an external hire. So not only was I younger, I also didn't have any previous experience in Amazon operations. And so I'm supposed to be leading an operation that I haven't even mastered yet. Yeah. And so that was like very hard to overcome in understanding, okay, then what value can I provide to the team? Okay, well, that's just it. What value can I provide to the team? Rather than look at that as a negative, what is the positive? Okay, I know that I am energetic. I know that I can um, bring collaboration to the team and teamwork. I know that I really enjoy professional development for people. I would love to seek out what is their passion, what do they believe their strengths are, what are their weaknesses, and help them even point that out on their own and so that we know where they should work in order to get their promotion. So those were things I had learned in college that I know that I could bring to the table. And along that, Have humility, like I said before. People want to help you, especially your teammates. They want the operation to be successful. So if I come to them and say, yes, I'm your manager, but dude, I have a thousand questions, and can you please guide me in this process? They're going to respect that so much more than me looking like I'm leading an operation when I don't know what I'm doing. And so all in all, what I had to do was just gain their trust. And you're not going to just gain their trust by asking questions and showing that, okay, that I want to learn. It's also just getting to know people and going all the way back to being that relational person, to being that connector. Um, my goodness, we spend more time at work than we do with our own families. And so I think what I did do well, and I'm continuing and trying to do is just get to know people and seeing what makes their heart tick. 
And through that, people enjoy, you know, wanting to help me. So I'm so, so thankful for that. And being successful with people who are older than you that have more um, experience than you, when you show that you genuinely care, that makes all the difference. And so I would say it's so much more about the people that I work with and how kind they are to me and how much they want me to learn and how much they want to see me grow um, mm-hmm. has ultimately provided me any of the success that I've had in this position, which I have had some success, but I've had a lot more failure, like a lot more failure. <laughs> I that love was that hard too, because that was definitely hard because coming, um, oh, I don't know, from college, you know, I don't feel like you have the opportunity to fail every single day. You know, you had those yeah. exams like once a week or you had some bad, you know, assignments every once in a while, but that's true. In an operation where I'm sending out thousands and thousands of packages a day. There's so much room for error. Mm-hmm. And as much as I fail, it has been such a blessing because I now have the quickest turnaround time. I legitimately do not have the time to dwell on my past mistakes. <laughs> I have a thousand more things in front of me that I have to get. Yeah. So sense. I will say of all the failure that's come, that is definitely a positive. I feel like you touched on just the importance of asking questions. I feel like for me in class, I'm definitely a independent learner, if you want to put it like that. I never felt, I felt like I always struggled with like taking the time to go to office hours and asking the questions Mm because I thought, oh, well, everyone probably knows this. I'm the one that's like dumb and doesn't understand even the basic principle of whatever we're learning. And so but what I learned is at work or, you know, from my experience at internship is I had no, I had to ask so many questions. There's no textbook. There's no manual for how to do a lot of these things. It's just how the business works. And so if you're not asking questions, you're just going to sit there and stare at your screen and you're not going to know what to do. So if you feel like you're, if that's something you're anxious about, of like, how am I going to, you know, be insightful at work and things like that, like it should come naturally to you. Everyone in web is super smart and super motivated and that's why you're in women in business so I wouldn't worry too much about that but yeah like I think the biggest thing that I mean to say is your environment at school is so different than your environment at work so who Mm -hmm. you are in college is not going to be the same as who you are when you start working so Um, and I haven't even started working but just from my experience this summer like I was a different person so um, so many more skills that I didn't know I had came out this summer so I feel like (laughs) I'm putting snaps if you can't hear this I'm snapping because (laughs) she is just dropping tea yes (laughs) tea yeah (laughs) um okay so during your time at Purdue you've accomplished so much obviously and so how did you stay motivated and what advice do you have for us who are kind of going through this COVID-19 weird thing which you were also at school for when it started it's been so long I hope it ends soon but (laughs) It doesn't look like it's going to end. So do you have any advice for us? And um, how did you stay motivated in school? Yeah, definitely. Because I know all the women that are listening to this are leaders. And so as a leader at that time, I knew that dwelling over the barriers that COVID was providing was only going to domino onto all the people that were following me. And so as a leader, I was like, it is also my responsibility to look at what I can learn from all of this. And so what I saw in COVID, it was, okay, what are the new needs that our world, our world is going to be looking for now in this virtual setting. And for us in WIB, it was like, how do we keep people engaged online? Yeah, You know, and looking at where are the opportunities 
rather than dwelling on the past as well. We can't change what's happened. I mean, unless any of you guys are going to be coming up with the amazing healing and magical cure of COVID. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I think a girl from a woman from WIB actually will be <laughs> the success story. No, but <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to dwell too much on the past and looking forward for the opportunities there. How can we improve this? And going back to my passion just for seeing people develop, I could still do that virtually. And so see and continue to um, invest in what makes your heart tick and what you're passionate about and change that to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Be compatible with our current world setting. Yeah, adapting to your surroundings and your situations is critical. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you so much for speaking with us. I want to kind of close it off by asking what is next for you? What's next for Chloe? What are you looking forward to? And feel free to uh, mention anywhere that if any woman is really interested in reaching out to you, how they can contact you. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. And yeah, what's next for Chloe? Um, First, rear rocks. Okay, (laughs) yes. No, you rock. (laughs) (laughs) And then secondly, next for me, I think coming in this job, I did not know that operations was literally going to allow me to see every aspect of just how a business is run. So I'm getting to see capacity planning. Of course, I'm getting to see operations. I'm getting to invest in people and being a manager and HR and engagement. I'm getting to do capacity planning um, for our whole entire site. Um, Just so many aspects of literally, it feels like a small startup. And then I'm like getting to dabble in all these things. And like cost, oh my goodness, you big finance girl. Literally, I didn't do anything with numbers. I took my basics management finance class and that was like the extent that I had to budgeting. And I was actually given the opportunity um, for my end of year performance like review okay, Chloe, what are your 2022 goals? You know, what do you want to do? And I took a risk. I said, hey, I want to champion cost because I do not know anything about budgeting. I do not know anything about finance. And I am so thankful that I work for a company where they are developing leaders to be decision makers because they are giving me the opportunity to now um, champion the cost for our site. So with that, that's my next project here at Amazon. I know that's going to now provide me so many more opportunities um, to look at other positions when I now have this experience. But yeah, definitely looking to expand on my opportunities past operations. If they want to reach out to you, how can they contact you? Yeah, for sure. So Rhea will have my phone number. She has my personal cell. You guys yep. feel free to always um, reach out to me on my cell phone number. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Once again, my name's Chloe Jenkins. I'll be that area manager working in Carlsbad, California. <laughs> and you can also reach out to me on email. It'll be Jenkins Chloe T at gmail.com. So I would love to hear from you guys. I'm so passionate about web. I'm just... Oh, once again, hey, professional development is just what makes my heart tick. So if you guys just want to <laughs> sit down and have a virtual coffee date or if anyone's in San Diego or Southern California in the next few years, let me know.